0: Thank you. Mystery and Terror by Radio's Masters of the Macabre. Story of the supernatural the supernormal, dramatized by Fat the mystery, the unknown. We tell you this frankly, right, right? So if you wish to avoid the excitement like tension of these magnetic playlists, play, we urge you, our to turn off your way. Now, Welcome back to The Horror. Thanks for joining me this Saturday. We'll hear The Outsider this week, an adaptation of the H.P. Lovecraft story first published in Weird Tales magazine in April of 1926. This adaptation comes from The Black Mass and aired in October of 1965. Here's The Outsider. Welcome to The Black Mass. Happy is he to whom the memories of childhood bring only fear and sadness. I know not where I was born. I remember only this castle, infinitely old and infinitely horrible, full of dark passages, and dismal, high-ceilinged chambers. The stones in the crumbling corridors seemed always hideously damp, and the smell everywhere coming up out of the deeper passages from the remains there. The generations of bones had led endlessly down into the earth, Light was a dim and uniform gray, throwing no shadows. Outside in the forest, there was no sunlight able to come through the trees. The branches thickly interwove overhead, cutting out all sight of anything above. Except there was one black tower of the castle that reached beyond the trees. It rose up inside into a dark and inaccessible height. There was no stairway. It could not be ascended save by an impossible climb up the sheer wall, stone by stone. I must have lived in this place all my childhood, but I cannot measure the time. Someone must have cared for my needs, Yet I cannot recall any person except myself or anything else alive. I think that whoever nursed me must have been terribly aged. My first conception of a living person was of something distorted, shriveled, decaying. I, I remember there was such a corpse. I often went to it with a feeling of reverence and attachment. It was a woman, ancient, lying as she had died, partly eaten around the throat and chest, the terrible gesture of horror in her sprawled position and opened mouth. I would sometimes roam the passage where she lay, I seemed to be drawn there. I wanted to kneel before it, to lie my head against it. Once, once I recall, I, I reached, I reached out to touch her, and, and she seemed to draw away in horror as if some instinct of recoil had penetrated to the very bones of the hideous thing. It fell... ...off the ledge... ...breaking apart on the stones below... ...I dared not touch her again... ...otherwise to me there was nothing grotesque... ...in the bones and skeletons that populated my world... ...they were to me more natural... ...than the coloured pictures of living people... ...I found in many of the ancient books... ...that lined shelves and piled corners... ...from such books... I learned all that I know. No teacher urged or guided me. And I do not recall hearing any human voice in all those years, not even my own. Although I read a speech, I had never thought to try speaking aloud myself. I felt conscious of youth because I remembered so little I'd wander outside by the moat, filled with the thick and stagnant water. I imagined it to be the great seas I saw in the picture books. I even constructed a boat, a toy boat, with masts, and set it upon the water. But the slime held it. It couldn't sail. I watched it slip through the surface, sinking slowly, inch by inch down. Down till it disappeared. Across the moat, under the dark, mute trees. I would often lie and dream for hours about what I read in the book. Would longingly picture myself there in the sunny world beyond the forest. So long, so long, and now nothing will separate us. Nothing. nothing. The pictures would fade. They were not real. <sighs> oh, I wanted to make them real. I'd. I'd try to escape the forest. I'd I'd run. I'd I'd run, but the, the farther I ran from the castle, the more dense became the shade. The thickness filled me with a terrible fear until I forgot my search and, and turned back. Back. So through endless twilights I dreamed and waited. For what? Only skulls looked up at me, their gaping jaws, their silence. In my madness, I'd, I'd crush them. Who? Who put me here? Why? Why? My longing for light grew so frantic I could rest no more. The tower, That reached up into the dark absorbed me. I stood beneath it and raised my hands into the abyss. There must be a way. There must be. I stood flat against the stones, grasping them range I could hold on to the stones more easily than I thought I I, I pulled myself up stone by by stone round the tower and up And and looked above. There was no end to the darkness. Below, the dim light seemed to be fading. But I had no no fear. Oh, no fear. No fear, only great anticipation. Why hadn't I tried before? There, there were ledges in the rock and, and places to hold. Places to hold. Hours later, I had reached the top. I clung to the stones. My head against a roof, a stone panel that would lift. Oh, the climb had strengthened, not weakened me. It It took took mere effort effort now to brace my shoulders against it and push up uh, and... Out from the wall, the effort, the strain was pure joy. It felt as if something else was working, some other thing in me that drew me out. Ah! stone had fallen shut. But I had reached the outside. And overhead was the radiant moon. I had never seen it before except in dreams and in vague visions. fell upon me like. But where was I? How high above the trees? It seemed I was on a stone platform, but vast, vast. An observatory. But there were columns about, broken. And beyond the platform, other stones. Small ones with inscriptions and dates. And between the stones, there stretched around me nothing less than the solid earth, housed with marble slabs and columns, and overshadowed by an ancient stone church, whose ruined spires gleamed spectrally in the moonlight. The earth, (laughs) the earth, (laughs) was this insanity... Dreaming, dreaming. There was a familiarity. Ah, but no, this was the world, and I would go forth to meet it. There were meadows with the smell of grass and trees that did not cover the sky. Oh, and houses, houses. Some ancient ruins that my mind tried to reconstruct. But others, others with lights. Ah, I could see figures inside. Lights. Oh, my mind play tricks. If I looked too long, the lights would fade. The figures melt away. The walls seem ancient ruins. As if my own castle back there... No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I walked on. I I almost knew the road. On. In a direction. Yes. Inevitably in a direction. A large lit house, surrounded by a park, with great windows, ablaze with light and sound. There was a courtyard. Oh, oh this was the world. Oh, how brilliant it was. How merry. I had never heard human voices before. Yet it was familiar, me, familiar. Me. Some of the faces seemed to hold expressions that that brought up remote recollections. Oh, they, they smiled. They talked to each other. They laughed, laughed. Oh, world! The, the windows before me were, were two doors i put my hands to each uh, to enter and and pushed opened into the joyous room and the people became silent they, they all stared with a strange and and familiar expression i i, I tried to speak to them uh, but it, it was hard to speak uh, no, i I walked toward them, but they fled, fled, every face distorted, screams, hands covering their eyes, stumbling, stumbling away, wait, 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 L- like like mist, they faded before me, they seemed to melt into the walls, through doors, t- dragging each other. No, wait! 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 Wait. They had all been gathered before a wall, which now stood bare. with gilded designs bordering an archway but the arch was glass reflecting the room there was only one figure in it vague as i approached Then more and more clearly I could see it. It! Compound of all that is unclean, unwelcome, abnormal and detestable. The ghoulish shade of decay, antiquity and dissolution putrid Eidolon of some unwholesome revelation, the awful bearing of that which the merciful earth should always hide. It was not or no longer of this world. Yet in its eaten away, bony outlines, I saw a leering, abhorrent travesty on the human shape. My, no, no, no! The eyes, as I approached, held mine open. I couldn't turn away. But I would wipe out the sight. I'd reach out. Uh, I stretched out my fingers to the abomination... To touch a cold and unyielding surface of polished glass. But it would yield! It would yield! It would yield! It would yield. Ah! At that last moment, I had recognized him. When I returned to the graveyard, the stone door was immovable. Now, now I ride with the mocking and friendly ghouls on the night wind and play by day in the catacomb. I know that light is not for me, save that of the moon. Yet in my new wildness and freedom I welcome the bitterness of alienage. For I know always that I am an outsider. An outsider. Stranger in this century. For a time. A stranger among those who are still men. And now, good night. That's the horror for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show today. You can find more from the Black Mass at relicradio.com. Alongside past episodes of The Horror, all the other podcasts, shoutcast, stream, and our donate button. I'd like to help support this and all the shows. That's how this is all made possible. My thanks, as always, to those who have. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you again next Saturday with another episode of The Horror.